Blog Talk Radio. Yo, yo. Apparently our yo. intro didn't want to work there. <laughs> Sorry, right, we're feeling out process. Well, what's up, TR? Nate here with you on Wide Men Can't Jump. TR Shock Tom Robinson. We are on Blog Talk Radio tonight. We are doing a little test run here on Blog Talk, and as you can tell, it's a learning curve for me. And I'm over here running the studio from my house. And the intro didn't do what I wanted it to do, so we will get back to that soon. But guys, stick with us because I think we like what we're doing over here. What do you think, TR? What's up? Well, I'm in my own home with my shirt off on Valentine's Day, and I'm spending it with you. So, uh, depending on perception, I'm pretty happy. That's uh, it's kind of what I've been dreaming of for like I don't know <laughs> since I met you. Like that was a lot. I woke up yeah. with a cold sweat last night thinking about it. Let's mix Nay <laughs> on Omo Hey for a little bit and talk about the N- and talk about the NBA. Well, since we're not doing Homo A and we're going NBA, let's uh, we normally kick off every episode. But first, before we go anywhere, we want to thank our sponsors, WowFreeCam.com, who's sticking with us through thick and thin, through chubbies and tens, but from one to ten, if you know what I mean. Our boys over at Wow Free Cam, they are great. They are our main sponsor. We have no fancy commercial as of yet because I'm just learning how to do all this. But we will give them a plug tonight if you're listening out there. WowFreeCam.com. If, if it's Valentine's Day and you are suffering from what we call the Single Awareness Day, or SAD as we call it, you can go visit Wow Free Cam and there are plenty of people on there that will be willing to help you out in your loneliness. So, wowfreecam.com. Go check them out. If you're into men, women, couples, Karens, whatever you're into, they're Bad there, dudes. and they're there for you. Yeah, wowfreecam.com. Yes. Yes. Thank you, uh, mystery Nate friend that uh, hooks us up with this opportunity to be uh, our Harry main Palmer. sponsor. Harry Palmer. He goes by Harry Palmer. Harry Palmer. Uh, That's what he told me. I've got the apparatus to be your next big-time model, so I'm working on my physique. (laughs) Emphasis on the big. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is Wide Men Can't Jump. We do talk about the NBA, and let's go ahead, TR, give a shout-out to Criscola Concrete. I don't know if you have the info in front of you, but they're another sponsor of ours that we want to thank very much for all their help. No, I don't. Mike, since it's a test run, I didn't pull out the info. I got Mike's number somewhere on the phone, but, but, but you know, I'll just say briefly, I'll just say briefly, Concrete Mike's been a listener and supporter since the beginning. Threw me a couple bucks when I was like a homeless person wondering, you know, if I was going to show up to the (laughs) studio or not. And I I decided to uh, plug his business. So, Google Criscola Concrete. I don't know how to fuck to spell it, but you'll find it if you need work on your steps or <laughs> best pavement plug or ever. some shit. That's yeah. the best plug it's, I've ever heard. you got to keep it real. That's what listeners like, you know what I mean? <laughs> they do, they do. So, TR, we have done the intros. We're here on a new place. Getting a thumbs up from my boy Josh in there, saying the audio sounds good. 
says we're coming through loud and clear, so that's good news. So now we are going to move along here. Normally, if, you, if you're new to the show, we normally kick off. I'm a T-Wolves fan. TR is a 76ers fan. We normally talk 76ers and T-Wolves to kick off the show. So, TR, I know that you and uh, the boys in Philly have been, uh, what is it called? Trust the faucet. Yes, you trust the mother- Thank you, Joel. Fucker. Thank you. Oh, this is funny. <laughs> Breaking news! We need a sound bite for that. But uh, the Sixers, <laughs> the said the said team, the Philadelphia 76ers, Ben, I act tough, but I'm really a pussy, pussy. Uh, Simmons, I said pussy yeah. twice. Um, he, so nice, she said it twice. His, he cut his eye, his left eye. Uh, it's, it's cleaned up. It's cleaned up now, but. It almost looked like a gig job in wrestling because it was running down his face. He was a veritable crimson mask, if you will. Oh my, crimson mask. Those are never good. How uh, have they said if he's going to return or? I, I, they cleaned him up. I'm not sure if he's back in, but he's you know he's already uh, in. Uh, just a note on the current game: they're down to the heat without Joel Embiid, and uh, it is uh, they're down 15 before halftime. We'll see what they're made of in the second half. They're going into all-star break. They've been playing very well. Um, they really have as of late. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, games like this are really a testament to how valuable Joel is to this team. That that would be Joel Embiid for people that need the explanation without the first name. Just a positive? That's him, yeah, that's him. Um <laughs> If it, if you keep playing it, I might quit before the first hour of the show. That's a dirty word to any like. That's a dirty word to anybody who isn't hypnotized. They have two tackles. And Dario Saric is going after a referee right now, so this is pretty cool. Oh man, Saric is Saric is gonna kill somebody. Guess who the other two that got the tacticals are? Who's that? JJ and TJ. So it's like really? white boy. It's like white boy anger night. They, they must. They must not have got white boy game. anger night. <laughs> what the fuck? And Marco Bellinelli That's just something you just don't got think except on the 18th green at the country club, not in the NBA. <laughs> no shit. Marco Bellinelli's actually like chilling people out. He's like, what the what in the fuck? Are the, what in the fuck is going on in the fucking Philadelphia? <laughs> I come up here just know. to get a cheesesteak, and they, they come in here, and they throw the punch. <laughs> I went to a fucking a Pats and a Geno's, and all of a sudden, I'm on the fucking a Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, man. That's fantastic. Well, ben Simmons <laughs> is bleeding, two technicals, fucking uh, holding Dario back. <laughs> A better soap opera than on? what WWE's putting on. I was watching a fight and the Sixers game broke out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, TR, the Sixers are looking to push for that playoff run. And it's playoff. good to see. <laughs> Sound clip coming soon. But they are looking to push for that playoff spot. And the Detroit Pistons, if I can pull up the standings quickly here. If nobody knows, normally we're way more organized than this, but we decided tonight to just do a test run. So I have no notes, no format, nothing. It's all just me and TR and a microphone, and apparently my cat is standing next to me just looking at me and trying to walk on my computer. Get out of here, damn it. Oh, I got one of those. 
Yeah. But uh, Philadelphia has actually improved to the seventh seed. They've passed up Miami, who they're playing tonight. Detroit's in the ninth spot, three games back of Philly, and two and a half back of Miami, which could change at any time. And Charlotte's in the tenth spot. It's changing, brother. You think so? It's changing. (laughs) Changing as we speak. But Indiana is about a game and a half up on Philly. And so... Honestly, Milwaukee, Milwaukee's in fourth. They're eight games ahead of – or they're eight games back from Toronto, who's leading the East right now. And then you have them tied – they're tied with Washington, who's fifth. Indiana's eight and a half. Then Philly's ten. Miami's ten and a half. Detroit's 13. So you've got one, two, three, four, five, six teams trying to vie for five playoff spots. So somebody's getting left out. Who's it going to be? And then Charlotte's 17 games back. But they're, I think Charlotte's already giving up the ghost this season. Yeah, Charlotte is in that uh, Bagley fucking Trey Young kind of deal, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, but, uh, everybody going after the Trey. The Sixers, uh, without, if you haven't looked, because you always cheat with your Google machine. I um, uh, If you haven't looked, a wild guess on this Valentine's Day night how many points those Joel Embiid less Sixers have put up in the first half? Sixty-two has been allowed, and thirty-nine they've put up. Wow, great guess! <laughs> I have an NBA league pass for a reason, sir. Yeah, they scored thirty-nine, which uh, you know I, I have the sound down, which would be, from the best of my recollection, the least they've scored in the first half all year. Man, that's rough. Especially so, against the uh, Miami Embiid team. Is very, very much, what's that? I said, especially against the Miami team nipping at your heels going towards the all-star break. Yeah, but let's talk real. You know, I'm, I'm home, so I tend to be more relaxed and more open when I'm home. Um, we are still on LaughCast.com. We don't want to, you know, let that be. Oh, absolutely. Uh, LaughCast.com. Whatever, whatever the hell that is. Blackcast.com yeah, uh, is our current home. Um, you know, we there was a conflict. Um, it is Valentine's Day. It's a holiday. And Chris and Jeff both had prior commitments with their women. And, hey, I get that. Um, I'm going to see my girl as soon as the show's over. And she's already – I gave her flowers today. Um, Tim, Dom, Tim Dombrover tried to take uh, credit for that one. He said he told me to do it. You know, he's been looking for Frank for three months now. If you don't know, Frank from Flin Flon is our relative guy who uh, calls in and tells us that basketball sucks a lot. But uh, he's been disappearing for a while because I think the show's been kicking ass taking names. You know, you know what's crazy about the Tim and Frank dynamic? Earlier you introduced as the trolley rolls by my home here in uh, scenic Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania. Um, Very nice. Frank slash Tim, whatever they are, blood brothers, cousins, secret lovers, I don't know how to explain them. Uh, The listeners listeners will soon be exposed, I'm sure, to one or both uh, people at the same time. But what's got to maybe move the needle a little bit from that god-awful NHL is the Toronto Raptors. Wait a minute. Oh, no, he's not here. 
Hello, sir. You're on the line. You bite your tongue, sir. Awful NHL. Well, you know what they say, right? Ladies and gentlemen. I actually didn't say awful. Ladies and gentlemen, straight straight from the great white north. Oh, God, take off it's your hat and be silent, people. <laughs> Gentlemen, how goes things south of the border? Let me <laughs> let me, let me, me correct you. I didn't say awful NHL. I said god-awful NHL. God-awful. Well, fair Ooh. enough. Well, that's now, okay let me ask, because I've got, let me some, ask you, I've got some news for Tim? you, Tom. Go ahead. Is this Tim or is this Frank? This is, in fact, Tim, as you can tell, that I'm coherent, makes sense. If All you right. could see All right, yeah, no, just Frank Frank once again has went on sabbatical where he might be and when he may pop up, who knows. He's off uh, sequestered writing his new hit uh, Trust the Process. <laughs> wait, 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 what did you say <laughs> Trust the Process? I did indeed say Trust the Process. Oh man. Uh, I can't even say so, the joke that was in my mind because there was some tragedy today which I uh yeah, you don't yeah, want to. That, that, well, thought, that would be con- content for another show. Yeah, thought, thoughts and prayers uh, to to any family, yeah, that's just horrible. any listeners in Florida, and anyone 18, hug your children out there. And that's that's a serious note. Eighteen school shootings this year. Yeah, it's insane. a shame. Yeah, we don't want to turn the show into something. Uh, yeah, serious no. Let's, or let's sad. move to uh, let's move to something that I find quite a bit more entertaining, and that's Markel Fultz. Oh God. Ah. <laughs> what a great subject! Actually, I have actually, come, uh, go ahead. I've come up with a solution for the for the Philadelphia 76ers. I know what to do with Mark Helfaltz. Check this out. Is that, this is pure does that have anything to do with my warlock pagan cousins? Never mind. No, it does not. <laughs> this is this is an actual solution. You might even be on board with this, Tom. Okay. We send Mark Helfaltz to Lithuania to Lavar Ball. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> He'll he'll start over there. He he's gonna get to play. Yeah, and uh, and after the rumor uh, today that uh, Lavar says that uh, if the uh, Lakers don't take his other two kids, uh, his son will uh, resign from the Lakers after year three and will not play there. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, Lavar's just Lavar's just being Lavar. He, you know, you can't that take any stock to pull that out. But yeah, I thought but you know, guess maybe, what? Maybe they can. Maybe in Lithuania, maybe the air is lighter. Maybe he'll be able to lift his hands over his head over there. I don't know. <laughs> hey now, oh, now, I gotta get it. I really got to work on some sound clips. <laughs> well, this is a test well, run that was put together in like what one day. Whatever. So yeah, we're not having some put, fun. Yeah, I put all this together in like 24 hours, if that. If if anybody I mean, has, to... go ahead, Tim. No, go ahead. You finish. If anybody were to like critique the uh, quality and the editing or anything else, they are fucking stupid because we just put this together on a whim and it's three guys talking yeah. dumby dumbbells. The six, well, the six oh five. We are not. <laughs> For editing, we will not get an editing award anytime soon. Didn't you put well, together like this a fan? Is live. Didn't you? Uh, we're <laughs> supposed to be talking about basketball, but now you triggered something. Didn't you put together like a fan thing out of your own goodwill for free for uh, that that show that I used to be on the six hundred five? Great, great show. <sighs> At least when I was on. I most 
I most certainly did, uh, but not, uh, yeah. How many people were in that group? Uh, a thousand. Oh yeah, yeah, a, a and, lot. Uh, and then, well, it met an untimely death at the hands of the Overlord, but that's a story for another day. It's a story of a lot of things going on over there, from what I hear. You know, you know what I heard. I heard that Scott Cornish actually created the group, and you took credit for it. And uh, you know, you you know, you barely do anything, <laughs> so you're not a big loss with your group. Well, you know, how can I? I feel Scott Bayo-ish now. I don't know if I can hold up to that kind of scrutiny. The great Scott Cornish. Hmm. No, actually, I'm not busting on Scott. I, I was actually uh, Scott's brilliant. And I'm no, not, it I'm was not actually. Um, uh, oh, what? Now I've I've lost his name, and now I'm in, I feel bad that I can't. Oh, right, Mr. Brian Huff, who you may or may not recognize the name from, if you spend any time yeah. on the on the boards over there. It was actually. His initial idea, but uh, he didn't quite. Well, that's a lot of work, right? You know, so he he asked me to, if I would be interested in co going with him. So I did. But that said, that's a long story for a day when we have another podcast where we trash people. Oh, so you and Mister so, Huff are not cool? Um, no, no, Mister Huff and I are fine. Uh, but he he bowed to the pressures of the overlord. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. I was let, told I'll the overlord Nate. that Nate's been biting his tongue over there, and we're not trashing anybody. We're just discussing things. Go ahead, Nate. No, no, no. You guys are fine. I actually just received from my man in the other room, Mr. Josh Brown, from the Monumental Waste of Time video YouTube show. Go like and subscribe. Monument, excuse me, not Monumental Waste of Time. That's another holy, show. On another holy, show. wait a minute, wait a minute. Before I lost, we talk I got about Karen on our friend. That's what I was going to say before. It's Valentine's Day. I'm, it's and Valentine's sudden, Day, and I'm thinking of Karen. Exactly. <laughs> and you're trying. Uh, really, the, gentle, the gentleman's been behind the scenes working his balls off to help you. He and has. He's he right has. there near you. Yeah, I'm looking right he, at him. <laughs> he gets some airtime, and you botch the spot and because you're obsessed with Karen. Yeah, yeah. Let me get that right. Mr. Josh Brown from the Modern Day Masterpiece YouTube channel. They do movie <laughs> reviews. They go to the movies every week, watch a movie, come back, and he's not a tranny. But <laughs> Trust not me, I've seen it. He's not a tranny. Not, yes, exactly. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But he, um, he and a good friend of mine, Mr. Take Caleb Luther, they review movies from that are just out in the theaters. They give their scores, their critiques. They do that all on the Modern Day Masterpiece channel on YouTube. Go like, subscribe, check them out. They got some new videos. They're getting ready to release their Marvel uh, update here with Black Panther coming out this weekend. So shout out to them. Josh and Caleb are also in Marvel. They're also in my band. So Tim, you know a lot of. No disrespect to plug. I had a, I had just had a line to sneak in. Go ahead. Come back to the plug after. Um, Tim, you know a lot about Marvel. You're a floor guy, aren't you? Oh, you said oh Marvel. I'm sorry. Oh boy. You mean these blockbuster oh, wow. films? Of, you mean these blockbuster films because nobody can write oh. anything original anymore? But anyway, oh, that's. What are we talking about? Basketball? Yeah, this is a basketball show. In case the first Let's, twenty minutes. Can, can we talk about that. the uh, Minnesota? Um, 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on before, the, the, go ahead. The Minnesota Timberwolves. But before I go there, breaking news. Just got some breaking news from my man Josh. Joe Johnson has signed with the Houston Rockets as of today. Ooh. That's all they need, another fucking shooter. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what they, they need, another guy to shoot a three. Hmm. I'll tell you what, Houston, I mean, the, uh, the NBA championship will probably be played via the Western Conference this year, like the real championship, whatever happens, uh, Golden State-Houston or, you know, in the strange case that Kawhi Leonard comes back in the remaining 30-some games, then whatever. But uh, And OKC's coming up. So, you know, one of those three teams about those might wolves. challenge. Uh I don't think it's your year to win it all, Nate. Sadly, I agree. But I, do, I agree. But I do think uh, if they keep that same nucleus somehow, and we're we're slated to have a salary cap guy on 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 our Laughcast show coming up. Um, yeah, next week. If they can keep next week, if they on. can keep that same nucleus, and uh, I think you mentioned your your opinion on they picked up uh, Derek Rose, I believe, right? They haven't officially signed him yet. Uh, Derrick Rose is, if when he clears waivers, he's supposed to come in and sign. Uh, so it's just a matter of days now. And I'm totally well, cool he, with that. A lot of people, a lot of people are giving T Wolves down the road about that. They're like, oh, that's not what they need. Yeah, I agree. But this is a guy that was averaging 18 points a game before he left Cleveland. Like, if you give him enough minutes of rest and don't try and play him like he's in his prime, his MVP years. You let the guy rest, let him build up the, you know, his his resilience. He's with Coach Tibbs. That's his guy. That's the guy where he won the MVP. If you give him that time to properly rest on the bench, come off the bench, get maybe 15 minutes a game, he can score. He can create his own shot. Now, he's not going to knock down threes, and he's not going to play hard-nosed defense, but he's going to be a guy that can come in and do the things that need to be done. Uh, Get hot dogs from concessions. Say it again, Tim. Get hot dogs from the concession stands. (laughs) I Canadian uh, asshole. (laughs) I I, I was thinking probably the same shit that Tim was thinking, even though I am a a basketball analyst and and fan, super fan, if you will, um, that in this test night, especially because it's like a night where I, I actually broke my Super Bowl uh, streak and went out and grabbed some beers so I could relax and have some fun with you guys. But all right, who um, had who had who had ten days? Who took ten? Is, it, is that ten <laughs> days? Nobody went anywhere near ten days. Nobody went double digit days. Come on. Yeah, nobody did. So I, beat, I, I took like two so days. So you should have picked the over, dummies. You should have. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, um, on the Minnesota front with Derrick Rose, I'm not supposed to say this publicly. But I I go to an outpatient psychoanalytical situation. Um, you know, I go seven days a week to keep myself sane. And both uh, Derek Rose and Markel Fultz are on Syroquil, and they should be fine for game time by tomorrow. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> Translated to the dumbbells, that means that they're fucking nuts. They're both fucking nuts, but they're town. No, Markel is not nuts. Oh, he's no, he's very, fine. very, very imbalanced. He's, it's the only ball he can handle balanced. right now. 
<laughs> he's extremely imbalanced, but that's it. Yeah, he's imbalanced <laughs> with his with his little suit. What's your little suit and your little tie? Although I did read today, I believe I read today, <laughs> if I read correctly. You interrupted a fantastic Stone Cold impression, damn it. That's all right. He can talk. He's our guest. I got a lot. Oh, was that he what is. that was? I read uh-huh. that he played Ooh. some minutes against the against the uh, backups today. Which one? Mr. Mr. Fultz practiced with, actually practiced with the back with his, with second stringers today. You got more info than than I do as a Philadelphia guy. Uh, uh, I believe well, ESPN, ESPN podcast one plug. Anyway, you know, let, um, let me bring it up. Give give me the floor for this moment. Like I haven't been taking it anyway, but um, I I talked to Nate off air earlier today, and I, I just want to ask you, Tim, in case I'm going batshit crazy because. You know, we have it. We had a little NBA group, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And the two main players that I've talked about—one negative, one positive—who can you name on the Sixers, Tim, as a fan? And this is not set up. This is just coming out. That Who I have can I talked name. about uh, since uh, since wide men can't jump this. has begun. You like Mr. McConnell, I believe, is on FM. So he's he's okay. You're correct on the one I, that I've praised forever. And who have I kind of shit on forever? Well, you're not a you're not a big fan of uh, Mr. Simmons, are you? Really? Mm, you're yes. You're kind of mediocre I, on him. He frustrates me. Of course, you hate faults with see, the fashion, but that see, you, t- you took that for granted. But you just got the second answer of I've I've no, said you, I, the wrong guy. From the day one, I mean, you were you were ranting about him before he was a member of the team. Exactly. Thank you. So, all of a sudden, the Philadelphia Eagles, who are wonderful, they were. It's not a football show, but if it was, we could give them a million it can hours. Can be for a minute or two. Nah, fuck them. I mean, they got a not not in that, not in that way. <laughs> Not in that way. I, uh, much respect to the Eagles, but oh. it'll get me strayed. Um, those two guys, right, since the Eagles have won, we finally won, celebrate, boom, a week's gone. There's two stations in town, which I have friends who are, I I, I don't know if I can say friends, but friendly acquaintances. One has been on uh, on Wide Men Can't Job, a, a reporter for the newspaper, the number one reporter of the Sixers, et cetera. Not necessarily Keith Pompey, I'll just say his name. Um, but the rest Somebody of the media... Somebody pick that name you dropped up. Hey, do what you will. <laughs> I said give me the floor, fucking loudmouth. Anyway, bad. yesterday as I was driving, because I drive Uber and Lyft. Uber. Which is very marketable in this city, by the way. My floor Luber. still... Uber. Did you say Luber? Because I already did that joke. Luber. Anyway. Go ahead. Sorry. Apologies, Father. Um, The whole five hours I worked tonight. Yeah, five hours is tough. Made a hundred bucks in five hours. That's twenty bucks an hour for just fucking around with people, driving from A to B. But anyway, um, the whole five hours on Sports Talk, wherever I turned, whether it's ninety-seven five in Philadelphia or ninety-four one. The two topics of conversation were Markel Fultz 
and TJ McConnell. Where the fuck were you guys when I was talking about them for the last fucking year? I missed That's out all. on what you said, truthfully. Tim, did you hear what he said? Well, I'm pretty sure Nate was living in West Virginia. Yeah. A year ago. Who are we talking about? It, it cut out of my <laughs> are you headphones. being a dick or? No, no, I'm, I'm serious. I didn't hear what he said. Oh, I heard he it. He kind of went silent for a minute. Oh, no, well, I then this everything. test run is a failure, and I'm quitting. I'll bullshit. <laughs> this happens on the other show, too. Well, Nate, I'm going to say that you just missed out on one of the probably one of the top ten greatest speeches ever given on a sports subject in the history of, of mankind. I always do. Uh, Nate, if you didn't hear that, uh, we're going to have to listen back to see if it came out, because it's not very uh, surprising to anybody that knows us. I've I've talked negatively about Markel Fultz and the pick, and now I'm starting to have a little sympathetic uh, thing for him, but, you know, let me finish. And I've talked positively about T.J. McConnell. Since he came in undrafted, I was happy because I watched a guy at the University of Arizona, and I knew he was Pennsylvania player of the year in high school, and he couldn't get a big deal, and he got to Duquesne and had to, like, work his way to Arizona. And they made the final eight with Aaron Gordon and so forth. But... Mm -hmm. You know, this is this is just from watching. These guys get paid to do the same thing that we do, and they don't comprehend good and bad players, which is mind-boggling to me. And now the main topic in the fifth largest market in the country is the two players that I've been ranting about ad nauseum, negatively and positively. Our city is talking about things that I talked about nearly, I exaggerate, I said a year, but nearly a year ago because it was around April that I started. Well, when you study you the game for, from a standpoint of, of watching it like we do, and, you know, we, we've been watching basketball, TR, for most of our lives. And, Tim, you've been watching hockey most of your life because you're a weird Canadian asshole. But as, What's that as, tight? That makes yes. me weird. Eh? I don't think yes. he's an asshole. I just think he's a weird. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Coming from UTR, that's high praise. I love it. That's, but uh, that's the pot. We we pop follow the kettle black. Go we ahead. Got, we follow the game as close as we do, and we see the way that these teams and the way that these people hype up players and. Like, even people that are are following the Sixers were hyping up Markel Fultz. Like, it's almost like they knew. They knew he was coming. And you see that with a lot of guys. Some guys pan out, some guys don't. Look at a few years ago. The consensus was, who do you take number one? Do you take Joel Embiid? Or, not Joel, excuse me, but do you take Carl Anthony Towns or do you take Jaleel Okafor? And there was a legitimate argument being made of, of teams saying, well, if I'm Minnesota, I would take Okafor. He's the more experienced. He's got the better post game, yada, yada, yada. And then there was the other side was going, they need Towns. And then you'd have people argue, Towns is not even the best player on his team at the moment. No, but he's got more potential. He's seven foot. He can shoot. Okafor can't play defense and yada, yada, yada. And now hindsight being 2020, you look back at these choices and you realize, you know what, that probably wasn't the smart choice. You know, I don't understand how... Let me get back with you. I understand the point. I'll be right back. If we can figure it out, 
Why is it no one else can figure it out? I'm not saying I'm 100% right about everything. You might not be, but there's a difference between um, being a – I don't know what the words are. Uh, There's a fan who who toes the uh, franchise line on whatever it might be. Yeah. And then there's a fan who is also a basketball fan. That's two different things. Yeah, you it guys is. don't don't you yeah, you don't feel obligated like if the Minnesota Timberwolves who you love mm-hmm. and want to see win the title. But if they do something yeah. stupid, you're not above saying, "Okay, well, I don't care what those guys say. That's that was a bad move or a bad pick or a bad trade, whatever yeah. it might be." Unfortunately, the the masses I'm back. Don't don't think that way. They see it as a uh, well. Okay, if the uh, I guess in the case of the Seventy Sixers, what is it? Colangelo's the GM. Is that correct? But it was Sam Hankey, and they're both just on the payroll. Okay, from well, the regardless, chief owners. They they're, they're almost forced to tow the franchise line, whatever it may be. I mean, as we've all seen when when they interview the the coach in particular, there what was that about a week ago? It was embarrassing. Where he's up there having to make up lie after lie after lie about these poor guys, knowing that he's not telling the truth, but he's got he can't say what it really is <coughs> because they they can't admit that they made such a god awful pick. And it makes you wonder if we as fans, Tr Tr called this months ago. He saw it coming, and even I agreed with him. I was like, you know, if you go back and watch video on Fultz and watch what he did in college, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what the kid can and can't do. It's almost like you remember, and I hate I hate the phrase drafting on potential. I hate that. If you're drafting... You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed on, to take the best player in the draft. Well, you're supposed to take uh, what you need. That's my, I have a, my argument. I, I have an an agreement with both of you, but also a slight caveat in that blanket statement. Um, Of course, I agree with Tim and Nate about drafting the best player. When you are in the lottery and you are number one through, say, last year 10, I would say. Yeah, I mean. 10 studs, like we didn't know, at least I didn't. I'll, I'll be honest on not putting Donovan Mitchell in my top 15 even, I don't think. Uh, me either. But other than that, I've, I've nailed every one pretty much. Um, Zach Collins. Except Monk. I put Monk pretty high. Zach Collins. Uh, he's, he's like, he was like my number what? what was it? I, I, I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember. But I, I definitely didn't have him in my top five. Well, who did? God bless. He's a bum. <laughs> Hold on a minute. The guy was a backup at Gonzaga. Congratulations. I may have had him. the priest girl in prison. I may have had the man at about number 15, Don't number 13, at the highest. But we're straying from the point. But I, I, I'll address. I'll keep addressing this. <laughs> we got two hours. I may hours, have had man. a thirteen-ish, and then, and then I and then I watched him in preseason, and I put him over. But that was be, that was after the draft, after the fact. But going into the draft, I didn't have him way up there at all. Um. So, when you guys say you draft the best player, I agree. 
But if you're like the Spurs, say, or somebody that's consistently in the playoffs, knocking on the door or actually winning. Yeah, but they don't get the number one pick either. Right, right. But what I'm saying is the Golden State Warriors could take a Markel Fultz if the scouts in the league were actually paid attention to what the fuck matters. And they could just have him on the side and come in and fuck around and shoot a three-pointer while it's 150 to uh, 10, whatever they're <laughs> up by. True enough. And when, when the guy turns 23, he might be something. But we had the number one overall pick, yeah. which is about immediate impact, which you guys referred to. And the T-Wolves have been in the same position. And, and you yeah. mentioned, if you're, you're going to pick number one, you have got to hit a home run. With that number yeah, one, when sure. if you're not a good franchise, I mean, okay, yeah, well, the, the Warriors, okay, they can afford to maybe miff on a draft pick because right. they, well, they can afford to, right? But I mean, how how can you miss? I mean, and I'm not knocking the 76ers either. All all you ever talked about is they they really weren't very good. They have holes everywhere. Okay, yeah. how how can you not get a draft a number one pick that doesn't at least fill one of those holes? And he doesn't. Well, he, he doesn't. Even this play, sounds like so trouble. We don't even know. <laughs> More luber. <laughs> you know, Tim. I'll Good tell night. you a short a short story of how we think of think alike. Uh, I picked up an aspiring band one time about six months ago, and it was when I first I I was Uber originally, and then I switched to Lyft to you know open more options to make more money, etc. And this band piled in, and I usually don't let them, but they were sober, and they were like kind of young kids, like like 16, 17. And I admire the, like a younger, not punks. They weren't drunk or nothing. They weren't assholes. So I said, all right, get in. I, I'm only taking you five minutes. And they, they talked music, which Nate can relate to, and I, and they were like, yeah, well, we, uh, you know, we just do covers, and we got a lot of originals, but we're trying to put out an EP or whatever, and we're, you know, we just we don't really have a name that we can agree on. And it's like, maybe we should call each other Lyft or something, like, jokingly, because that's the, you know, what I picked them up in. And I said, no, uh, actually, but you might be onto something there if you got nothing. Why don't you call yourself Luber? There's a lot they, of ways so, you can go with that name. So there may be a, a future band out there called Luber, and they better fucking come to us and appear and sponsor if they I mean, get, like, I'm, big. I'm thinking if you if you want a band that's going to score with the groupies, Luber is a pretty fucking sweet name. Right on. Exactly. If you want a band that's not going to score with the groupies, I suggest the name Meet Me in the Matinee. <laughs> oh, there's that band yes, from but, West Virginia. But they're fine. Those boys is fine, outstanding citizens that pays their taxes. Yes, we do pay our taxes every year. <laughs> and, boy, I tell you what. If there's a Sheets gas station nearby, look out. But anyway, now, back, to, back to uh, bad meet, draft picks. Meet the, meet, talk about you. Since you already alluded to it, uh, you might as well give the plug out because you got you know you got something new coming out in case in case this yeah, we got a, this uh, test edition. Yeah, we have a brand new uh, EP coming out in the coming months. Uh, I believe March 31st will be the release date. On that EP, you can pre-order that right now at Bandcamp. Um, yes, we have, uh, it's a seven-song EP, all brand-new original material, written and by us, performed by us, recorded at the Earth Tone Audio Studios in Huntington, West Virginia, with Mr. Brian Hensley. Mm, excuse me. 
He mixed and mastered our entire record, and it will be available on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can think of. It'll be out there. It'll be on Apple Music. We're getting some physical copies made. We got t-shirts that we're working on. We'll have all kinds of stuff coming in the future, but pre-order now and you'll get our brand new song, Hodgepodge, that we just released. You can stream that song right now if you want to check that out over on Bandcamp. Wow, that was that was a plug. Since you uh, and I and Tim have all this time, um, we do. Can you try to play? Can you pl- try to play that intro again? Sure. Because I really dig that song, and I knew it would mean something somehow, somewhere. It's got a very long as you can hear. This is by a R.I.P. The Trestles. They're no, no longer a band. They're still alive, to my knowledge. But I always liked this song, and I, I wanted it to be an intro for a wrestler or something. But we can use it. Oh yeah. You know what that sounds like? So that, so that, Nate, and Tim, now we don't need no damn vocals. We just need that, that riff. That sounds like a, uh, or at least the, the guitar riff, is Magic Man by heart. Uh, it's got I did a little hear, vibe to it. I did hear... Uh, yeah, good. I liked it. Uh, my friend Brian Sarkeesian is probably going to hear this eventually. He's the one who I... Uh, Asked to send to Mr. Techie, that's what I'll call you now, big guy, Nathan Bush. And, uh, you know, we <laughs> Actually, got that together. Name, because if, he, I don't... if he sent it to me, it would just be sitting there in my inbox. So now the song that they, you know, never got anything really out of that I think is pretty badass and that we can never be sued by Curtis Blow or anybody else if we, you know, use that here. Oh well, we got to steal I think, that. I think I think well, that sorry, I think that's pretty. Appropriate that. No, honestly, you guys you guys think that that riff itself is yeah. Pretty no, bad. I I in fact I you got to uh, send me a like the title or whatever. I got to go find that. I really like that yeah. '70s, whatever you want to call that. But yeah, I'm gonna trim I'm gonna trim the intro off of that. Um, you know what I mean? Because I think if we go straight into the riff, it'll sound better. Hi, mom. My mom says hi. Mom Bush is here? Yeah, Mom Bush is here. Oh, I haven't, I haven't had the pleasure. Mom Bush. We, we love you, Mom Bush. Mother Tim Dombrova says he loves you, Mom Bush. In a purely platonic way. I know. I hey, you keep sending those Aldrich potato chips well, down. Actually, you know, I haven't seen your mother yet, so I might take back that platonic way. <laughs> I'm no, never awesome. going to go there. I will respectfully say, hello, Mrs. Bush. Thank you. Welcome to the family. And Nate is going to be doing the show half the time from inside, or we'll figure it out in the coming weeks. Do you know that your son's new nickname is Bush Boa? <laughs> Luckily, this is all in earphones, and she can't hear me. All right, let me get back well, to it before I took you. that little... 
let me get back to basketball for one second before I took that break because I never addressed Nate's uh, uh, breakdown of that draft with Carl Anthony Towns and Julio Okafor. If you want to go back uh, and address some bad draft picks, sir, I will match you bad draft pick for bad draft pick. No, we're that's that was a, a great you know reason why I literally sought you out because you already had something going last year with the NBA. Yeah, I had a little thing that three people listened to. Hey, I listened to it, and maybe Tim did, and, you know, Uh, whatever. I I, I checked it out when I could. But, um, you know, I I had the foresight of two teams that have had a history of being bad recently that are going to be good this year. Uh, Your team is definitely good. Mine is unpredictable, but pretty good right now. And that draft, we both got the two individuals you were talking about. And I'll be honest, I wanted uh, Okafor at the time as well. But when comparing him to Markel Fultz, it's kind of apples and oranges because when the guy was on the floor against All-Stars, etc., he played no D, definitely, uh, speaking of Okafor. But he did average 20 and 10. Markel Fultz will never, well, I shouldn't say, never say never, as they say in that other business that we're fans of. But it's pretty, I'm pretty confident that Markel Fultz will never average 20 and 10 in any fucking league, including the YMCA. I was going to say, he he may in a a beer league, maybe. In the YMCA. All right, hey, listen, listen, listen. Since we're talking draft, and this is the subject that we've got on, I got a fun little thing we can do here, okay? We got some time. And say, yeah, we still got plenty of time. We got an hour and 15 minutes. Um, I'm going to go back to 2010, because that's when all this slippage and sliding... Uh, let's go back to 2008. All right, 10 years. So I find 2008, tough, 2008. I'm going to look back at the NBA draft. I can pull it up here right on my computer. And since well, I'm, I'm not using right Skype... Now, the, Tim- the Timberwolves, you got to go back to 2003. Don't call it a comeback. All right, 2008. 2008. Well, you know what that means? 2003. Hold on, now, hold on, Nate. Keep I don't want to go back to 2003. That. You go back Keep to that. 2003 and you look at that number one draft pick that your team made and explain that to me, please. All right, Poo I gotta Richardson? be annoying. Don't call it a no. comeback. No, Pooh Richardson at least turned into a player. Hold on. Check, check, check out your the number one pick, the 26th overall number one pick by the uh, oh, first round pick. Geez. All right, here oh, I go again. Name out. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> I'm like a kindergartner looking for attention so I can say something. I see that. <laughs> These embeedless Sixers have cut the lead to 12, and Sarge just sunk his first free throw. And it's only the third quarter, so maybe – just There's me. a chance. They have a heart. No pun intended. I just read on Twitter Day. that the, your gracious uh, Philadelphia fans are yelling, shoot to Ben Simmons whenever he has the ball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bad timing, cuz. Bad timing. Oh, that's, that's from, funny. Uh, that's from Sarah Todd. And that, uh, that comment about um, uh, Fultz practicing was actually Mr. Pompey. On his Twitter feed, that's where I read it. Uh, now, guys, if you're listening to 
if you're listening to us for the first time, normally we have a lot of guests and we have a format and all kinds of stuff planned out on the show. Um, to you know, just to we're really a lot more fluid. But this is us, like I said, test run. Just a reminder: we're test running tonight. We're trying this out. Here you go. 2008 NBA draft. Let's compare the 76ers NBA drafts to the T Wolves. Tr. I want to see over the past decade who's made worse moves. Is that cool with you? Um, I guess. Could Tim? Tim's got to participate though, and he, he probably isn't familiar team. with all these people. Are you, Tim? I have it on my screen. I don't know who all of them are because most of them are bums, but. Is it kind of, Nate, let me ask you a question. Is it kind of like the answer is uh, who did better in this this particular, like, two-guy uh, reference? Yeah, and yeah, per draft. You say, you say your opinion. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll say my opinion. Tim says his opinion or vice versa, whatever order. I'll yeah. give you the opinion of the man on the street. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Well, 2008, the Minnesota Timberwolves selected O.J. Mayo with the third pick in the draft. And his rights were traded. Well, his rights were traded to the Memphis Grizzlies for Kevin Love. Okay. What a fucking guy. He already won. I don't even remember who the fuck we got, but he won. Philadelphia at 16 drafted Maurice Spates. He's got more rings, I think, than uh, Love. I interrupted uh, the own fuck it, my own format that I suggested. So just finish. I'll, I won't interrupt anymore. I'll give I'll give Minnesota the nod there. Love, you got to take love there. You got to give him the the nod. Uh, is it mine or Tim? Either one. You're supposed to lead this goddamn show, Nate. I'm supposed to. <laughs> go ahead. Go, go ahead, uh, Tr. Or, okay, Tim, go All right. ahead. All right. All right. You said T.R. I'm going by you. Bellinelli just made a shot, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> um, in that, it, that is a uh, case of the obvious. That is a great move by the T-Wolves, and they absolutely won that. Um, Maurice Spates was out of Florida, in case anybody doubts my uh, history. Even though I've yeah, right. some time. He was a sophomore. And he he was another six eight to six ten guy. We were in this pattern of getting guys like that. And he didn't really show much here but ended up showing a little bit in Golden State and ended up with a ring. But uh Kevin Love absolutely was the better pick. Go ahead, Tim. Kevin Love is the better pick than both of them put together. Uh <laughs> Seeing as Kevin OJ Love is Mayo one of was, the picks, so we need an explanation. No, but uh, the the original pick that then was traded for him, he was oh, still yeah, about, he was better than both of them because OJ Mayo, I believe, didn't he uh, didn't he get booted out of the league for? Uh, yeah, he's uh, out for another version? year. Mm-hmm. No, that was OJ okay. Simpson. Oh, no, that was OJ Mayo. My bad. OJ <laughs> Mayo and his good and his cousin OJ Miracle Whip. My OJ bad. Mayo actually My went bad. to high school down here in Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah, I believe he. I believe he's. He's. Uh, uh, can uh, I pick up program. that name that was just dropped, Tim? What's up? Nate always has to work in a West Virginia motherfucker somehow. Oh yeah, that's well, right. Don't forget there's it. Only, there's only twenty of them there, and they're all related. So and, and they all made and the NBA or the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. 
2009 NBA draft. All right, here we go. Minnesota had four first-round picks. Uh Uh-oh. Good Christ. we got to stay silent until Nate gives his opinion. Go ahead. With the number five pick, they take Ricky Rubio. Right behind that, they take Johnny Flynn at six. Then at number 18, they take Ty Lawson and immediately trade him to Denver. Then at number 28, they take Wayne Ellington. Now, at Utah, hold on. The Sixers take at 17, they take Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is better than all four of our picks put together. Because <laughs> Rubio can't shoot. Johnny Flynn's leg is somewhere in Syracuse. Wayne Ellington's just a jump shooter from North Carolina, and we traded Ty Lawson. Okay. Um, God, David Kuhn was such an idiot. Now, I got I got to ask again, uh, because I didn't ask this in the beginning of this segment, is this – Okay. What was the better pick for the NBA itself or just that team? Well, I mean, you would think their their career, I would assume. Right. Like or, because, for, or you would think you would think for the team, like who made the team better? All right, because I refuse to pronounce a name with a JR anything other than Drew. So I'll call him Drew Holiday was better for the Sixers. He was the rookie of the year. He was. So, obviously, he was a great player here. And then he got sh- – actually, was he rookie of the year? Um, he was He was something. Yeah, I think he was rookie of the year. Yeah, he was rookie of the year. And he, he, he showed potential. And then uh, the evil empire – which we often refer to about the WWE brass and other things, the Patriots and whatnot. The evil empire that is Joshua Harris's group came in uh, soon after and shipped him the fuck off as quick as they could. So I would say, uh, who was Ricky Rubio is still in the league, as is uh, how many players they had four? You said Wayne Ellington and. Well, we Donald traded Kyle Lawson. He never played for us. Uh, I got to give that one to the Sixers. Tim? I agree. Okay, well, the man on the street, I know none of those names short of Ricky Rubio. And I've not heard anything all that. I haven't heard anything all that glowing about him, except he was supposed to be the great European white hope, but never really panned out. Phil Collins wrote a great song about him. I'll tell you this. Oh, God. Go ahead, Rubio. There's Go ahead, a girl that's been on my mind. Dun, dun, dun. Ru, ru, Rubio. Dun, 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 dun. I hate, I hate both of you. We better start a band, Tom. I did that about 15 years ago. We didn't get a deal. So, anyway, <laughs> let's move on to hoops. Um, <laughs> just a quick side note: the Minnesota Timberwolves passed on the following players to take Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn. Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Drew Holiday, Jeff Teague. Yeah, but 
You can't Omar Caspi, Josh Gibson. You can do that with oh, any franchise, and you'll have a yeah. Good and and, and, and yeah, in fairness, just... in that year, nobody really knew like Steph, for instance, except a few of us that paid attention to him in the fucking tournament when he played for fucking Davidson and was dominating. But anyway, All right. I'd also just Here like to add that the 76ers are down by five in the fourth quarter. Look out. I'm watching. Look out. Right. Sixers are down by five in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Carry on. Look out. <laughs> uh, I did I did actually provide straight up shoot, or straight up shoot, as Steve Austin would say. Bobby Blazer. I Blazer's provided that, that sound bite idea to uh, the 605 Super Podcast. The lookout one, because uh, I said, dude, everybody knows that one. Joe LaDuke, Ron Lawler, that, you have to include that. But I don't know. Revisionist history might might say that you, somebody else came up with it, but I did. What was the, uh, to go off on a quick tangent, Nate, you probably read it. What was the tweet from the late Brian last there last night that got you so in stitches? It's not um, Brian, it's Brain. It's B-R-A-I-N. Is it Brain? I thought it was the late Brian last. It's late, the late brain last. I always thought it when I blocked him, I blocked him because I thought he was an anti-show guy and I was a pro-show guy. So I just blocked the guy, whoever he is. Um, but then Kenny Bowen and all that stuff, and he says, no, the guy's pretty cool and he likes us both or whatever. So, you know, I ended up bringing him back and, and – to his credit, he, he listens to both shows religiously and knows a shitload. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but what he said last night was, uh, since our show debuted last year, we've dropped 15 episodes and only been late one time on audio due to a technical issue that we got fixed in 20 minutes. And the 605 only dropped 11 episodes to our 15 Hashtag TR is the problem. <laughs> uh, see, I, I didn't see that know, one. I saw the one where he, the show would be late because he was pretty sure he heard a mouse fart and the editing was going to be a real chore. <laughs> Actually, uh, you know, I... I, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, it's probably fucking you, Tim. But anyway, if it ain't, it's not me. Um, I wish I I wish I was as good as this guy. Oh man, if it was me, uh, I'd tell everybody. <laughs> God, yes, I'd own this. I am unbelievably vehemently against parody accounts, unless they. I can't even tell you what's going on in the Sixers game, by the way, because it's fucking incredible. Um. I'll tell you, and I'll ruin my putting over late brain last for a moment. Marco Bellinelli hit at least two three-pointers, and they're within four. Well, so they the brought crowd's there. going fucking, as Pat Patterson would say, the crowd going banana. <laughs> Did you ever hear the story as to why the tournament took place in Rio de Janeiro that Patterson won the Intercontinental title? Did you ever hear that story? I want to hear it now. I didn't. The story was, well, clearly everybody knows the tournament in Rio was was bullshit. You know, they just made it up, said Patterson won the title in a tournament in Rio. It didn't happen. They just gave him the title. The reason they went with Rio de Janeiro was because Pat Patterson, being French-Canadian, 
had a very tough time saying Rio de Janeiro, and Vince McMahon thought it was hilarious. Well, I don't I believe that. that for a second. Yeah, that's, <laughs> well, that, uh, that sounds our buddy like Bruce gold. Pritchard has been on the show before. Uh, filled us in on that one on one of his shows one time. But anyway, it's a little aside there. You want to get back to we what we were doing here? We're yeah, the 2010 uh, draft. Yeah, but I we I Bellinelli is in my background, just take, taking over Philly. Like he hit a what was thought to be a four point three pointer, but they called it differently or whatever. So they're they're down four right now, but the crowd is fucking crazy for him. So. We actually might have something here. But anyway, back to before we wrap this up and go back to the draft. The late brain last, if you look at it, it's spelled B-R-A-I-N. And he does come out and say he's a parody account, which I can appreciate. Because I had somebody saying they were me, some fucking loser, zero. It was me. I mean, if, if you're, if you're going to parody anybody in the world... It's me? What the fuck? Think about how pathetic that dude's life must be, or chick, whatever it was. But anyway, they would send things, like, uh, to give you an example, they would send things in to people in the business with my pictures. They went through 7,000 of my pictures on Facebook and would post them and send, like, at Jerry Law or at so-and-so, who I know. But could you guys imagine tonight... Well, maybe not so far-fetched tonight because I've had a few to drink. But in a normal conversation, normal me, um, could you imagine if I went at Nathan Bush or at Tim Dombrova? Yo, you fucking pussy. I always fucking hated you. I heard what you said about me. You're a fucking scumbag. Don't ever fucking call me. Literally shit like that that I didn't know about for months. I wanted to murder this person, and I, I tried everybody to ping their fucking I, uh, you know, address and everything. I would have showed up their house and murdered them. And I'll stand <laughs> by that. Please play, play this. Please. No, if you say you're a parody account, right? If you say you're a parody account, that's fine. But if you say you're somebody else, you're a stone cold fucking loser, and I will be the first to stomp your head until I see, uh, not see. C skull, and I mean that as a hundred percent shoot. Ixnay anyway. on the murder egg. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not. I'm not a threat. I'm not on any list. All right, well, I'm You'll just. Be able I'm to going travel. to go delete my Tom Robinson account. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Nate, about that Tom Robinson parody thing we had going. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to. I got, uh, I got two feet. A. I got two yeah. feet, and you got two big heads. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just so kidding. Back to the draft. We were talking, comparing drafts here. Wow. So far, the score, the score is Minnesota 1, <laughs> Philadelphia 1. So let's take a look at this draft. Uh, believe it or not, the Sixers had an early pick here. At number two in the 2010 draft, the Sixers select Evan Turner from Ohio State. And the Minnesota Timberwolves at number four select Wesley Johnson. <laughs> You're first, Nate. I mean, it's Wesley Johnson, for God's sake. What a joke. By the way, we passed on DeMarcus Cousins and took Wesley Johnson. So, yeah, there's that. We also passed on Paul George Gordon Hayward. Uh, 
Enough of that. And Let's Eric talk Bledsoe. about Wesley. Wesley Johnson is garbage. He still plays <laughs> in the league. Name, he plays so. for the Clippers. He played at Syracuse. He was trash. I was so mad when we drafted him. I was like, why are we taking this guy? He can't do anything. David David Coon just had an obsession with drafting guys from Syracuse. I guess he was on Jim Boeheim's jock. But Evan Turner at least could score. I mean, he's not the best player in the world, but he at least can put up points. Wesley Johnson couldn't even do that. So who's your vote? 76. <laughs> so you like Wesley, eh? <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> It's oh, better to, it's better right to undress with friends. Yeah, We're having true. some fun here, and that and that'll translate to the audience. Uh, I hope so. Go ahead. But yeah, uh, I'm giving the Sixers. Tim, what are you, what's your thoughts? Quick, man, I don't even know. Who, I've heard of Evan Turner. I don't even know who Wesley. Well, I don't even. I got nothing. So we're gonna right. have to throw that DR? Sixers way by default. Okay. Um, we are. I think we are winning because. Winning. Anyway, that was a, a bad, a bad Charlie? impression of Charlie Sheen. But I did actually have a Charlie Sheen. And yeah, I used kind to of make more like Emilio, really. Yeah, I was I was favoring Emilio Estevez there. Sorry, good good ear there. Um, good job, I used Coach to Bombay. Say, you're old enough to be the. You're old enough to be Martin. Who are we kidding? Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> one one of my one of my Facebook posts that got uh almost, you know, in the top tier of likes was when he and I don't mean to make fun of anyone that has a sexually transmitted disease that could be fatal. But since Charlie was just so out there and didn't care about anything and he's Magic Johnson's lived 30 years or whatever and he's got the money to be okay. Um when he got diagnosed with HIV, my post was thinning. Oh, oh, <laughs> Well, you know, Charlie Sheen is kind of—he's like Mr. Burns on Simpsons. He kind of has like that perfect storm of shit wrong with him, and not one of them—well, not one of his diseases can like overtake the others to kill him, so he just stays alive. I fucked up on 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 my end because I've literally the longest running show on television, The Simpsons. I've never watched once. Oh, I mean, it's not it's not for everybody, certainly, but it has its moments. Jumped the shark about ten years ago, but thinning. Anyway, thinning. So, who do you give your pick to, Tr? I forgot who the damn Charlie Sheen, Wesley Johnson. Versus oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Evan Turner. Oh, oh. Uh, Evan Turner, and this is a, a a serious shoot anecdote. I watched him at Ohio State, but it wasn't one of those years where I was, like, really locked in when it was Aaron Gordon, Wiggins, and all those guys. So I watched him, and I was like, yeah, that's, you know, that's a good pick. That's cool. And then I saw him do an interview, and I'm like, God, this guy better get an agent or somebody to talk to him, talk for him. He's a fucking idiot. How did he get through college? Little did I know that he's deaf in one ear. Oh, oh wow. I actually didn't know that. It, yeah, listen to, like, you know, I mean, I can goof on it now saying that I didn't know. But, hey, Red Dyke, 
I I took a dumb dot from that that three four four five dot dot, and I was like, who is Chinese, this fucking? Dude? I, I I took jump dot and I hit that bob buzzer, and I was like, why did we draft this illiterate? Like I was very. Oh, Tom Robinson, you are gonna See, burn very, in hell for that. You get it. Oh I was, my God. No, I don't go to hell for that because I didn't know at the time oh, that he no. had a hearing <laughs> issue. For that impersonation, you burned in hell, dude. I thought Deaf you guys Chinese are not, man. Somehow. You guys are not helping. I thought at the time oh my that he was one of those talented kids who got pushed through school who... <laughs> <laughs> you just, who had you killed Nate? Nate is dead. I did not know oh consciously God. that he had an actual affliction <laughs> that made him speak that way, and I, I am definitely uh, remorseful. Right, you you for my me feelings. To YouTube here to see if Evan Turner sounds this bad or not. <laughs> well, I and my exposure to be uploaded next week. <laughs> And my my exposure to, and I'm going to lose my hearing tonight for probably just from wax because I don't get showers. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, and in no means am I taking a shot at the, at the deaf. But I was no, uneducated no, not about. <laughs> not you. No, I'm not because I've 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 dealt with you know even my mother has one <sighs> thing going on. But literally when when they speak like I was in. Uh, homeroom and my name ends with r which is next to s and there was this girl with the last name no pun about rap macho man her last name legit was savage whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait and a hold on she there was some kind of intro in ninth grade and she was like my name is denabot dabbage and i was like who the fuck is tabbage like <laughs> what the fuck are you doing like what's wrong you know and then I was educated that her name was Jennifer Savage. Now, the scumbag listeners that might hear this might, like, take that and run. But I was unaware that it affected your speech that way. So I'm relating it to Evan Turner. Anyway, he was the better pick. Tim? <laughs> He's definitely the better pick And i got to take now. a break. i got to take a break for a minute. Oh, oh my God. God! Let's talk about Tom while he's gone. Oh my God! He just <laughs> killed me. Like I'm done, well, dude. What, <laughs> did you see that meter? That listener meter just dropped down to. The... Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> luckily, luckily we couldn't offend anybody because nobody heard. The white, white supremacist viewership up by five, but. <laughs> hey, their money spins too. Damn it. <laughs> this is true, but. Oh, oh boy! Whoo! That was that was something. We're in the hour two here on Wide Men Can't Jump. We want to thank you if you're still out there. Bless your heart. Well, we've <laughs> learned many things that we need about four more shows, I guess. Oh my gosh, that was so we need funny. Wide, wide men funny. can't kick field goals to do football. Uh, <laughs> wide men can't take penalty shots for hockey. Then we need another one for current events. And then oh, we need another one. HR is back. Have to start up on. TR is back. 
All right. So we've, 2011. Uh, the sixes. The sixes are up like two to one or three to one. Uh, I've got it ninety ninety on mine. No, I I mean the oh two oh Tim. The, oh the great oh, yeah, draft. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tim, pay, pay attention, <laughs> dummy. Get out of that fucking snowbank. They're up two one. I can't. We're doing a live show. Yeah, they're up two one because we're at two thousand eleven. Tr's yelling at me. Well, he deserves to, hey. you Canadian prick. You get free health care. <laughs> All right. Free hey, everything up there. Oh. Once you get by those, those fucking Mounties, Jacques Rougeau and them, um, yeah. cheap fucking the wrestling Mountie mentions. always gets Damn mad. Quebecers. That's why they always fucking hold you up at the border, because once you get through, it's like paradise. Like Pam Anderson's naked and Trish Stratish. And all those motherfuckers, you make $100,000 a year to fucking drive a bus. These want to steal all our all dress <laughs> To shit. drive That's a bus. <laughs> to drive a bus. When you're fucking, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Nate down there. I'm saying what's his name because I'm fucking looking at the same yeah. game. Just Nate me, Bush you down know, there no big deal. Listen to me. Hear me out. <laughs> Never mind, you killed my Canada fucking deal. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Nate's eh? over there. Nate's over there fucking doing calculus to be a pharmacist to make a decent living, a great and a and a good hookup for me when I need my Xanax. But anyway, <laughs> when he's <clears throat> but when he's up in Canada, when he breaks through uh, Jacques Rougeau and Pierre Lefebvre, whatever the fuck you say when your name has V's and F's and R's in it, I don't know yeah, what the fuck you say about those names. But Pierre anyway, Smith. once you break that border, yeah. Our home and native land. There's like hey, Pam hey. Anderson and fucking Trish Stratus waiting for you naked. It's almost like the pearly gates. And then you're like, I, would, I lived in a fucking America? And you're like, you do a busboy job, and all of a sudden, there's like this subtle wink of Canadians, like, in the know, like the mob. And you fucking, you walk out your first busing table paycheck of like 7000 for the week. <laughs> Well, you know my Marvel gig? <laughs> you were talking me about earlier. My Marvel gig is well above six figures. Uh, uh, man, you're worse than other people I've dealt with because <laughs> I was I was about a month from homelessness and Tim was like uh, suspectfully distant on Facebook at that point. You fucking rich bastard. Anyway, I'm kidding. I'm doing fine. <laughs> Not a rich bastard. That was back in the day. That's that doesn't apply anymore. I told Mr. Tim Dombrova at one point if I ever, because he did uh, help me with the techie shit. Uh, from my, I met Tim Dombrova, and we'll give full disclosure, full credit to the Six Hundred Five Super Podcast, which I did listen to a little bit last this week. This is true. Fantastic Jerry Gray interview. Uh, despite whose feathers it'll ruffle if I say something nice, but I met Tim through that, and I met Nate through that. Um, so, you know, everything happens for a reason. But Tim did a lot of techie shit that a lot of people didn't know from me, like a website and a YouTube thing. We were just trying to, you know, create. We didn't have the uh, backing of the... We weren't uh, smart enough to, but we tried. You know, we were trying to create, and we ended up, I think, creating something now. So, on the record, on air, because I'll never say it, like, to you, you fucking dickbag. Um, but I'll say it on the air. Thank you, Tim. Oh, well, let's you're quite move, welcome. Thomas. Let's move on quickly because it's Valentine's Day and people might get the wrong impression. 
Nadine's still there, or we just, are we off the air already? Nate's jerking off, probably. Nate's found that lizard. Did we lose Nate? No, well, we can't be off the air yet. We've still got uh, 43 minutes left yet, so. Uh, we can be off the air if Nate decides to. Mr. Well, fucking, no, but time-wise, uh, we, we, we haven't run out of time yet. He either, he either laughed so hard he had to go change his clothes because he was pretty close to pissing himself there at that last segment. And now I'm going to be the guy who makes fun of, like, you know, if people already have a, you know, predisposed <laughs> notion about me. Yeah, if you haven't but, figured out who the guy who HR loves, it's TR. Yeah, well, you know, that Although was I wasn't uh, just a perception of people that I didn't know their real situation, and then I found out, so now I have sympathy, and I realize it with my own family. People can take clips all they want. Yeah, I might have scared him off because I told him what one thing we've learned from doing what we just are doing right now is that we need about four more shows. Well, I mean, uh, apparently, I don't know. I haven't talked to Nate off air, so I'll bring it up like and be a dick. There's a possibility of like uh, multiple shows on this uh, forum. And, you know, I have ideas for professional wrestling and I actually have well, an I idea told to him off air. You got some spin offs, you know, uh, wide men can't kick field goals. <laughs> wide well, men can't take penalty shots. I mean, we got to, there's a couple things there. With, listen, uh, a sensitivity uh, show. I, I can tell you, as a matter of fact, as God is my witness and I am a believer, Nate's oh, back. <laughs> that. I know, I, I, I know from the soundbite, but I can tell you matter of factly, um, unless the Flyers are in the playoffs and it really means something, I will not take part unless I'm being made fun of for my lack of knowledge well, on you an and I NHL just, broadcast. We will just switch spots for this podcast where I don't really know very much, to be honest. Call no, but I, I really... Believe it or not, I ran a NHL fantasy league uh, uh, for like two years because I was so obsessed with uh, collecting. I mean, I'm quite willing to call you stupid on the air if you want to play the part or are the part. Did I finish? (laughs) Anyway, Cam Neely was one of my players. How's that? Cam Neely, good good player. Pavel Bure was one of my players. How's that? I took second oh, place got. in my fucking God, league. There? Yeah, you ain't. They yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. I had to call in on my cell phone. Like, I'm not Me on my fuck, microphone. Tim and I are like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart carrying a fucking company that's yeah. losing money. Was yeah, David, Dixon, David Dixon span in to take your place for next week? <laughs> no, my... Um, like my phone just, or like my connection just disconnected me completely, and I couldn't reconnect. And so I just called in on my cell phone. Like I still got the switchboard pulled up and everything, and it's working fine. Other than that, but my switchboard's working fine now. Your cock is that. not considered a switchboard, Nate. Uh, you make a point. But I don't know why hey, Ladies and gentlemen, at six foot eight, what what, what are you wearing these days, Nate? Quick update on the white. White Kamala. 
six foot eight from West Virginia. The he comes out from the mountains with fucking belly paint and shit and fucking face paint. Screaming Mala. Throwing pieces of coal into the crowd. Or is it, yeah. <laughs> or is it Bushmala? Is it Nate Mala or Bushmala? Bushmala. Bushmala. He comes out of the fucking, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes out of the fucking uh, shrubbery. And, and uh, there's mountains in the back and fucking dirt on his face. He, he doesn't even have makeup. He has dirt designs by unintentional. Jerry Law didn't draw him. He couldn't draw something that perfect from the dirt from the coal mine. Discovered by Mark Gulen in the wilds of West Virginia. Bushmala. <laughs> Bushmala. I like how the show has literally turned into us talking on the phone like we normally did. Well, we did an, we did an hour or so of what, what we sort of, or what you two would mostly do. Well, we're still on. on. That's the thing. We're yes, I know, but but you two will. Well, I won't be getting in the way as much as I did today because I won't. Be you on wouldn't believe time, what's so. happening in the Philadelphia right now. <clears throat> what's going on? The, the Sixers are one hundred to ninety-six Philadelphia. Oh wow! And a comeback. lot, a lot of the comeback was derived from. Fucking aware of my fucking at. I was in a fucking Atlanta, <laughs> and I was on a fucking a veteran, a fucking a minimum. You wait. There's a minute forty nine left. They're gonna put Fultz in yet. Yeah, and a surprise move. Fultz comes in off the bench. They didn't even know he was there. Fultz is uh, actually. I wish you guys lived here and could see the uh, local coverage. Fultz is always in a sport coat and that that old school like regular T-shirt deal on underneath. And he just, like, if you're a scout and you're, like, a person doubting and you just look at him, he always has a look like, duh. I don't really want to be here? Duh. No. He has a look like just, he doesn't I know don't he's know where there. I am. He has a look like he has no idea. Like, I said earlier, with I, I broke kayfabe, so to speak, on the psychological world. Uh, I may have HIPAA coming after me with these laws, but... Derek Rose and Markel Fultz were in my inpatient, outpatient classes, and uh, the Seroquel is not working. <laughs> what do you think his agent is getting paid? Speaking of uh, something that we've, you guys have never really talked about, what, what, what kind of work does an agent have to do for a guy like that who never plays? Well, they are both getting paid very well. Well, I believe he, he actually Mr. he Fultz actually making six or seven million, something like that. Well, I mean, he actually through his legit agent like that. If you follow at TR Shock on Twitter, if anybody stumbles across this test, but show, why which wouldn't ended up you if you don't? Pretty good. Yeah, why would? Um, yeah, everything was going good until I got disconnected from the freaking show via the. Eh, well. Yeah, you got oh, well, number three, work buddy. Out. Well, a little bit uh, will work out. Well, Bush bitch. Um, <laughs> Bush Mala. All the worst. Who laughed at that? Oh, well, because did. Eddie Murphy did a thing when Bush me and bitch. Tim yeah, watched they, it live. They, yeah, I, I saw it when it was created. <laughs> but, Nate. Fuck you. To say I'm that's not an insult, I was just referring to Eddie Murphy, you know, for our, you know. I got you. Long in the tooth crowd. But anyway, mm-hmm. that didn't affect the show, did it? What? 
What? When the fuck you disappeared with your issues? Show's, show's still going. <laughs> with your No, issues. I mean when you were gone, not now. The show was still going. Well, I think me and Tim did a quality job. I think you may be fired. Oh, I think I, I think know. viewership spiked while Nate was gone, actually. Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who? By the way, I oh, hate that. How, how much time we have left to talk about professional wrestling? Actually, got about thirty minutes. Thirty-five. Half minutes hour show. Half hour show is what that fucking psychopath Brian Trammell. Yes, I'll TV. say it. Let me say it. Half hour show is with that psychopath Brian Trammell, who used to be my friend, and we put over oh. on our. Much bigger network. Uh, that's the kind of show he does on shooting the shiz and tells people to retweet them when he buries them. What a fucking idiot. Um, and I don't have any bones if this airs. I may even retweet it and tag that motherfucker before I block him. <laughs> Because, because, T R shock, T R shock. Never mind. Um, oh fuck. Nice horns. But anyway, um, my problem, my problem is like, I, you know, I use Brian because Brian is like me, a little bit off the rocker, and. uh this this nobody, this 55-year-old uh, man in Chicago who is just a, a jebron that I appointed, I, let me say that again, I appointed this group that's called Cool Kids, that it still exists without me. I created it, and you guys know my technological fucking faults. I actually stayed up and created this group. And I appointed this fucking pseudo-friend, Lance Levine, which I was told by the Jewish community, which he, I guess, is ashamed of. He goes by Levine. But I was told by his personal friends that it's actually Levine. Says, "Uh, no, I fucking hate that. I'm not trapped in the fucking 80s. Uh, But, dude, you're 57 and you're a grandfather... And every time you listen and put over music, you say, oh, I'm going to fucking Fleetwood Mac. It's fucking great. It's fucking awesome. Um, Who's trapped in the 80s, you fucking nobody, skinny fuck? Anyway, but Brian Trammell, who I had hoped for as being a decent dude, unfortunately, and I still have a little, like, you know, saving grace for him, like, uh, hope that he gets out of his conundrum of being around fucking manipulative assholes. But he asked me to retweet something without telling me what it is, and I did it to my thousands. And that's a fact. You can check it. I'm not a big star. To my thousands of followers. And I hear this big-nosed, 157-pound, 57-year-old dude who... Lives alone, is estranged from his family, and fucking watches New Japan just to fit in and wear new Bullet Club shit. 
to appease him. So I retweet this shit, and that's this fucking bozo's burying me. So, you know, travel guilt by association, brother, brother, as Edge and Christian would say. But you know what? I don't need you fucking scums to drag. You know, when I ascend to the greatest heights, and I'm still ascending as we speak, if anybody's grabbing on my proverbial leg, you can let go because you're still a loser. You're still a zero. You're still a nothing, a fucking nobody. And if you associate yourself with fucking losers, you are a loser by default. So you are blocked as soon as I get off this show. How do you feel? Uh, I, you know, about about Brian, I feel a little bit, uh, you know, he, he was a good person, but he's he's just lost his mind. Ladies and gentlemen, those were some strong words from TR. No, it's an absolute break. It's an absolute shoot. These words are TR's views, TR's views alone, and do not and do not reflect those of our advertisers. <laughs> well, I don't think any of them are advertising. Here at WCW. No, Tom would be more an ECW guy. No, I'd be a Dennis Carluzzo guy. Remember that Dennis of the Week segment? Where's that been? I don't fights. know. Did, they, did something come to Brian's attention that buried Dennis Corluzzo, but he hasn't mentioned him in months? No. You know, actually, you know, since we're new uh, friends, since this test edition is becoming a shoot, <laughs> compared is, to apparently. compared to the people that I mentioned prior, Brian Last and I had a business disagreement, and. I don't want to listen to that show where he stretched the the truth, and I never have. I've just heard, you know, third hand or whatever, that other people wrote my stuff and all that other shit. But when I look back at 605, I kind of laugh at the chemistry, and I kind of, like, like it. I don't want to go back by any means. I want to make my own way. I want to get paid when you're making a fucking enough to buy a new house and play that too, Nate. But, and I also want Vandal Drummond to get a five dollars a week, or Scott Corners to get maybe like seven dollars a week, or Travis Heckle to get like a hundred dollars a week. So Travis I was Heckle actually want any money. I was actually speaking for a lot of people via Facebook because you two guys know as friends of mine that I don't like talking on the phone unless where you are being recorded. Um, and he knew, he knew that damn well too. And Nate, the straight shoot is he didn't like NBA. He didn't want to do NBA and he probably didn't want to tell me, but I don't look back at Brian, like what a fucking asshole, but I look back at these guys, these jabrones from cool kids, which I created again. I want to make that known again. Clearly I created that fucking group no, Which no, some no, people no, no. that are still there are okay. You've got this but, all wrong. Revisionist history. Some people are not okay. Um, anyway, so as far as, like, if you want to compare, like, Brian Last to Lance Levine, Brian Last is a fucking Jesus, and Lance Levine is fucking uh, Judas. 
you know, and that's a straight up shoot. <laughs> oh, I'm not trapped in the '80s. I uh, I just listened to Fleetwood Mac, and Tom Petty. Tom Petty passed away, um, which also oh, I, I won't make. Also, I won't make fun of because Tom Petty was a favorite of mine. I've seen him live, but that the guy who says he's trapped in the '80s, he's not trapped in the '80s. Listens to every '80s artist and '70s artist known to man. Ah, fuck. I don't even know why, but it's out now, so he'll never be mentioned again because he's a zero. Just a positive. You son of a bitch. <laughs> that has got to be, without a doubt, the greatest soundbite ever fucking invented. You're welcome. It says it all. Yeah, I had to work hard to get that. So, yeah, that took you at least, what, so, five, seven So you guys, minutes, with your clean hands, what do you have <laughs> to say about my my rant? And I don't want you to uh, put yourself in jeopardy with other other. My clean factions. hands? I don't have clean hands. What are you talking about? Well, I didn't hear either of you just go on a rant. Wherever. Well, and I'm, I'm not, I'm and not I'm, looking Listen, to... let me interrupt you before you respond. I don't want you to. I want you to keep your relationships if you think they're valid and they're cool. Because I am not a dictator, which also happened. I wasn't allowed to appear. I was actually offered from who is now known as JoJo on the Conan show. What a shoot this turned out to be. We really did. In the height of, you know... When I when I co-hosted two weeks in a row because I was told by are you still there? Yeah, I'm That's here. I'm here. Got some kind of background I, going there. I was told I was by talking, the oh. Um, well, you may want to listen. I'm listening. I'm sorry. I was told that I couldn't do anything other than six oh five. Okay, cool. And one of these days, if I stick with that show, which was phenomenal, and I still like it, I won't have to fucking work a regular job at all. Okay. Fine. So I keep writing the things that uh, apparently somewhere lost in translation when I asked Scott for a punchline or a joke, who's a brilliant, brilliant person. We were co-writers on the same thing, kind of akin to what the three of us are doing. If one of you guys left this for whatever reason tomorrow, I would say we all were in this together. God bless them. That's all I'd say. I still refuse to listen to that fucking show. The specific episode. Because when I look back at the chemistry that he and I had... It's unmatched. And I'll, I'll I'll say that to the death because I listened and I showed it to other people who aren't even wrestling fans, and they were crying laughing at Brian and I's chemistry. TGBL. And I want to look back at that guy as my friend. And I actually swayed myself on purpose away because I was going down a little dangerous road here on a test show.
Go ahead. Well, it's our, well, it's us, guys. Well, it's, uh, you just got me. Come on, Nate. <laughs> you, I mean, you just clocked me in as a listener, if that helps. <laughs> My buddy Josh says he's a listener now for sure. <laughs> After that, Nate, thing. are you holding the phone, like, away from your face or what? Or is it yeah, I'm sorry. I, I had... I was listening. Apparently, this is one of the eight shows we have here on the new network called the Tim and Bur- Tim and Tom Show. <laughs> I like the idea of the Tim and Tom Show, actually. <laughs> well, Where we can talk about stuff that happened before two- the year two thousand. Uh, oh. but yeah. Nate Bush is just. That. Nate Bush has bailed out on his own fucking gimmick. <laughs> Nate Bush has ah, literally bailed out. He sounds like he's he's already halfway to Pittsburgh. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with Nate Bush? I'm I don't know what happened with my microphone cutting out on me. Like that microphone cut out on me and that Jesus we'll Christ, Tim. Is trip. Nate is Nate is Nate All a right. secret agent? I'm starting to wonder. Jesus Christ, where's Nate? Instead right, of my hashtag, just, instead of my hashtag, where's Colangelo? It's now where's Nate? Nate? Help Nate. You guys not hear me? Nate's lost in the bush. How the hell are Tim and I featured? Too old for and Nate can't be heard. Can't do the technology. I can. I mean, that was a good thing I only had to use the phone to do this. You guys can't hear me. Now, now we that. can after you fucking push some button, you fucking coward. Oh, I don't know what happened there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was sitting there you yelling, like, getting... hey, can't you hear me? Tom Robinson is about to cut a fucking promo on you, dude. No, uh, I love Nate. First time. No, I love Nate, but it is, yeah, it is weird your connection that is shitty. your shit cuts out every time I say something to fuck with other people. <laughs> no, I, I heard I heard the Brian last rant. I heard the Brian last rant. Don't feel bad. I we, heard all that. Well, Nate, Nate, listen. This is your show. You don't have to listen. You have, you be a participant. <laughs> you can tell me to shut up anytime. I will, and you can. No, nah, no, nah, you guys are fine. You got. I like to sit back and listen sometimes. You know, it's it's fun. You got to remember, man. Like whether you believe this or not, I started out as a fan of yours, Tr. You were a. Uh, I was a fan. That listen to the show. No, me, oh, keep, me too. Keep turn turn that up and keep talking. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I was a fan of TR's, and I always thought TR was the best part of the show. That was the main reason I kept tuning in. I was like, man, that that uh, that TR neck bit gets me every time. Like, I almost wrecked my car. Well, you I know what? I, 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 I can. I I want to hear you out, but I must say that I wrote none of that. And the impression oh, yeah. was, the impression was a hologram, like the the scrap paper, of, the scrap paper of the jokes I have, literally uh, to the right uh, of where I used to do that show, is is telepathically written by Scott Cornish, and I just was there because what the fuck, you know, what the fuck. I wish you could see my face when I say what the fuck. It should be a meme. <laughs> but anyway, well, um, and you're, and you know, I'll, 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 I'll let you. I'll let you go back, Nate. But uh, but I want to make clear 
if anybody gets any any sound bites that this overrides it, Scott Cornish, despite you know what was see I never listened so I can't even I'm just going by what I've heard from other people. But Scott Cornish is legitimately a comedic genius. I reached out to him for punchlines, how to work this, how to work that. Um, even he came up with his own maybe five times out of, I don't know, 120 TRNAC appearances, maybe seven times. I'll pull it up on Facebook if, if anybody disputes it. But he's a comedic genius. I'm not dissing Scott at all. I love Scott's work. I think this past week when I finally listened, nobody got what Scott was doing when he did, you can call me Ray and you can call me Jay, and you guys don't, well, Tim might. An old comic used to do that about, and it was a brilliant bit where he put the Rock's name in there. I wish I wrote that. Like, he was fucking phenomenal, and Brian didn't get it because he's too young. As a historian, and I will give him credit for being a historian on everything, but apparently not comedy because that was a well-known bit. Okay. I will disagree and, vehemently with that statement, but anyway. Well, I mean, that's your opinion, and maybe a rest, I, a I, I have a different opinion yeah. on certain things from my relationship with him, my past relationship. I don't know. but Smart guy, don't get me wrong. What I'm talking about specifically is that he didn't get that, and Grandmaster Flash and Furious 5, and it may have been out there before that, but... They put, I'm trying to make a dollar out of 15 cent in one in the message, I believe. Their, their, their flagship song. Scott said that either as Hot Dog or Scott, I don't know. Went over Brian's head. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude, man? Like, that is a home run. If you're talking about classic wrestling, if you want to go back in time to... If you go back in time... You either got to be a, a historian or have lived it, one or the other. And that was brilliant by Scott as well. So I'm probably going to catch heat, but that's what I like because it's more heat, more viewers, more listeners. Mm-hmm. How you like me now? <laughs> How you like me now? <laughs> Who sung that, Nate? Yeah, I don't uh... I, mean, I was key. there while that was happening. Certainly, of did course, Nate sing we that? Told... Yeah, it was me. Nate, well, I did too. But Nate, you son of a bitch! What? You you <laughs> you keep no selling country music, and I have a a a friend, maybe a mutual friend of ours, uh, Mike Barry, out down there in South Carolina, yeah. who loves the. Th- the thing I pitched to you, so get them eight shows on here on our little network. And me and I'll Mike Barry are going to do. do. Me and Mike Barry are going to do a great ass money making. Can you hear me? Money making show about country <laughs> from '86 to 2000. Yeah, uh, so basically, you might not basically, like uh, country music so much after Frank and I do trust the process. <laughs> you know what, Frank? Anyway, I. This has suddenly become TR's rant, and it 
it changed from our draft stuff. So I will go back yeah, to being rant. regular Tom. probably needed to rant. It's probably good for it's you. A test. Rant away. It's a test show, man. It's a test show. Yeah, well, guess what? That's we're going to put it over. I don't. Yeah, this will be the one. Ten years from now, this will be the golden, the, you know, the holy grail people are looking for. Did you hear they had a test show? I know it was just a complete <laughs> fucking. Tom Robinson. It was about, and, it was about Andrew Martin. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! You got me to pop for that, you bastard. It's about time. <laughs> but see, I try not to. I try to do the straight guy. I just try to poke you to get you to keep talking. In reference to that, before I kind of shut up and be a part of this trio, um, you guys don't ever think that I'm no selling your funny shit. Because my mind's constantly working for the next line. And then after I listen back, I'm like, holy shit, that was funny as fuck from either both of you. I, I, I think, I think oh, the world of both of you. I, I figure if I can get you to even chuckle, I did pretty good. Well, you're getting me out of my psycho mind, but yeah, when, <laughs> I, usually, when I listen you, back. Usually you go, pretty, you go pretty straight normally, but if I can actually make you laugh. The first time you heard something, I figure I'm doing pretty fucking good because you don't laugh that much. Because, like you said, are you wait, thinking, are you you're wait thinking about you, uh, play. Well, you wait till you hear the uh, new sound bites I'm going to come up with next week <laughs> or the week after or whenever we get back on blog talk. See, he, he acts like he doesn't like trash the process, but he fucking loves it. <sighs> but he he doesn't like he, he doesn't like this trust the process. He's going to like it a fuck of a lot more when it starts to become other people's voices. <laughs> I wish I knew your fucking addresses. <laughs> when uh, who's your who's your like when we get Sasha Banks to go trust the process? Ah, that will be. I will trust everything. See? That, that... Yeah, so you pop for that, won't you? In more ways Sasha than Banks. How can you not? You know what? This is uh, oh, a shoot show, right? We don't have to be politically correct, right? Oh God! No, I what you want about Sasha Banks? <laughs> Sasha Banks has that olive skin, and she always, if you watch, take any match you want, like go on the WWE Network, free plug, Vince, if you want to, like, pay us, and watch this uh, young lady who had no idea she was hot until she got to, like, a couple years ago, maybe a year, year and a half ago. But she was just like a mark for Eddie Guerrero, and... She started doing squats and being part of the business, blah, 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 blah. And when she sells, if you watch any match of hers, I think it's intentional. She sells, and if I was Robert Fuller, to to keep it into, like, everybody's perspective, I would sell the same way. She spreads her fucking knees out while she's breathing and fucking holding her head and whatever. But there's always a camera shot on that perfect flat lower belly and that perfect vagina. <laughs> well, now. Look at any match and doubt we're me. Going any into territory anybody that hears talking. this, anybody that hears this, I don't know if it's intentional, Sasha, if she hears it, but I. I'm a firm believer that they should shoot just about all the wrestling that is female that way. 
Well, they do try well, well, to. Whatever, whatever and, and, attributes it is the girls have that are in the physical realm, they might as well exploit them, right? WWE camera guys are the best, but other, you know, uh, superstars, I don't want to be a sexist, do not do. sell as much of their inner upper thighs that I want to lick with my slanty tongue. Anyway, scrapple I got you and Nate. You and Nate talk for a minute. Well, Tom's got to go spank. <laughs> Nate, yeah, the fattening. <laughs> I don't know. Tom's on a on a roll, shall we say? He's very much on a roll tonight. This has been a very interesting show, if I can say so. Well, I said he. I think we pretty much. We probably need to. I might have to do a psychiatry hour with Tim and Tom. <laughs> well, I hope that my microphone like I got disconnected, but I'll I'll have that fixed for next time. Yeah, you're not bad now. You were you there when once your phone died, and you it were on your phone. cell phone. Then you were you were okay, yeah. and then it seemed to get worse and worse, and then you disappeared. I don't know what happened now. And now well, you're not you're not too bad, but it sounds like this isn't any better than when I talked to you when you're on, in the car. Well, this is my cell phone. There's a look behind the there's a there's a look behind the curtain when I talk to Nate in the car. All the time. Yeah, I'll get my microphone and stuff back up and going soon. Uh, I'm curious. We'll we'll start wrapping up. I haven't been I haven't had the sound on for when all of us have been talking, but it was fine. Uh, Hey, Hey, I'm back. Welcome back. How how much time have you got left, Nate? Uh, We need to start wrapping up. It's about that time. Well, I'm going to wrap up with the point that I uh, started. I just thought about it as I went to the bathroom. Um, During that 605 tenure, I asked the uh, creator, CEO, founder, owner of that franchise. Jim Cornette. I could do. <laughs> well, carry on. <laughs> I don't want Cornette mad at me. I mean, I yeah, no, me neither. I love Jim. I like him, so me neither. I don't I actually don't want Brian mad at me either. But I, I hate don't that I heard that he lied about a lot of stuff. Um, I, but anyway. I asked. Uh, I was asked, I should say, by Joe Feeney, who's now because I started that earlier and I never finished. Um, but I have the courage now to come out, come forward. It's the uh, TR2 movement. Um, Hashtag TR2. Um, Anyway. No, we're not Me Too. It's TR2. We we didn't get TR2. We're not a chick. Anyway. He wouldn't care if he got molested anyway. I would love it. I would put it over on film. Anyway. I was asked, or as some of my friends say, axed. Um, hey, oh, what's the 90s? We can't say that. Um, yeah, easy now. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. I was uh, asked to do a uh, a promo Origin? spot. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, a uh, It's not a promo spot. It's um, a drop, as we say in the industry, because, uh, of course, the three of us are in the business now. Um, I was asked to do a drop 
from my friend Joe Feeney, who went from just a fan to do working his way up, and now he's on Conan on Westwood One or whatever. Um, yeah. In the height of, uh, I guess, my own popularity of uh, whatever the fuck we do here, to just say, hey, it's TR from, or TR Shock, or Tom Robinson, or whoever, from blah, 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 or whatever show I did, and you're listening to Conan, uh, Keeping It Real, 100, or whatever the fuck his show's name is, and he just said to make a joke about disco at the end, but... He offered me that that time, that like advertisement time, which I didn't realize at the time either. Um, and say, you know, you're listening to Keeping It 100 with Conan and Fuck Disco or whatever promo I wanted to do or a T-Arnak or a Tommy Rich or whatever. And I told Brian, he goes, oh, fuck no. Fuck no. And I'm thinking, now after the fact, like, at the time, I kind of got it because I expected, like, something for the exclusivity of us. But at the time, I was thinking, you know, all right, I get it. But now, thinking back, if you're really a great businessman and a show draws 300,000 listens per week, that's the current that I believe... They say, so I believe them. I don't doubt them. 300,000 listeners. I don't think 605 has 300,000. I don't know. But that would be free. And, Nate, you and I know this, how much it costs to advertise now that we're our own entity. It costs money to advertise. I was offered to advertise. I'm TR Shock or I'm TR or I'm whoever from... This podcast on 300,000 listeners who are wrestling fans that might not know about that. Now, yeah. I can understand about, you know, the, the, the Jay Brones, Lance Levine, and Brian Trammell who are just awful and work their numbers. And I told Kenny Bowen this week when he got 84,000 and I had 48,000, that means I might have 4,800 and he might have 8,400, but that's stretching it because they're just total losers but anyway um i was putting i was in a position as a bridge to other shows but i couldn't i wasn't allowed and i didn't out of loyalty and guess what that would have increased the listenership Yeah, I, I told this you. This fucking show better go out. <laughs> this is how you. This is this is actually. If you really want to get right down to the brass tacks, this is how you and I actually became friends because we had this discussion, I think, on Messenger, and you were surprised when I told you that I thought that was utter bullshit. Yeah, well, I was still drinking the Kool Aid, as they say, and they call. With respect to uh, the great Jim Cornette and his legendary status and his, his, all the things he's done for me, um, his show's a fucking home run. You could put a microphone in front of that guy uh, 10 years, 15 years in his he fucking old folks' home, and he would yeah, outdraw he needs, everybody. 
He needs no co-host. He needs no formula. He needs no script. Listen, he requires I, nothing. That's, you know, respectfully, Tim, your words, not mine, because I'm making my own enemies, and if you want to say that, you can. But, you know, I I, I think they have a chemistry or whatever. But Oh, they do. I'm just saying he doesn't need it, though. You could co-host that show. Nate could co-host that show. I could do it. It wouldn't be any different. Let Jim talk. Laugh but at that his jokes and let him that talk. Guy, that guy can talk, and that guy's a, a, deep down inside a, a great person. And despite oh, Brian's a good rants. interviewer, too. Don't, don't get me wrong. Brian's a good interviewer. But Jim doesn't need, doesn't need the help. But, yeah. So, that's, um, Brian, that's Brian riding Jim's coattails. It ain't, sure as fuck ain't the other way around. But, I mean, you know, when I heard when I left, uh, some people were on the mothership saying that scumbag and stuff like that. Like, what? Oh, yeah. What did I do to you, you fucking random J-Brone from Iowa? I'm like, I don't know if they were from Iowa, but, like, I just didn't get paid for anything, and I was trying to make a living, and I took away from my quote-unquote shoot job or I'm not allowed to say that because I was only on 200 shows in my life. I mean, um, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of sympathy. There was a few guys, a few of the old timers, a few of the guys that had been there from the very beginning that were like, "Hey, come on, settle down." You know, there's no this is this isn't right and you know, Brian's got his view, Tom's got his and this is not not it. Well, well I, I pretty but, much think that uh that it's pretty much over tonight unless somebody's going to take true serum. And, but it's not me because I'm shooting. And, uh, you know. Well, gentlemen, I, I hate but, to cut it short. But well, let, let, me make a, let me make a final comment, neutral Nate. Um, you got two minutes. I want to uh, rehash, you know, in case everybody takes a little part of this. Scott Cornish is brilliant. Brilliant. A very comedic genius who I love and respect. Brian is my perfect straight man. I loved the chemistry with Brian Lass. Brian Trammell was an old friend who went batshit crazy because he was influenced by a scumbag, Lance Levine. Therefore, he's a scumbag because he had enough time to realize it, but he went forward with it. So... You know, the hundred or two members of Cool Kids that I added, if they're listening, think about what I'm saying, and you might want to get out of there. I don't care if you come to our podcast or anything like that, but you're dealing with people that are on the common denominator, on 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 the math scale. They're on the other side of less than. They are less than human. They are scum. They are lonely. They are sitting there tonight on my fucking Valentine's Day, looking at the wall going, fuck, man, I ain't had a person in 20 years, but I'll watch New Japan and cut up WWE because that'll make me over. Anyway, it's over. All right. Thanks, guys. If you're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump, the turn TR shoot. Thanks, Mr. Tim Dombrova. Thanks to WowFreeCam.com. Thanks to all of our sponsors. And we are Wide Men Can't Jump. This has been our test show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm Nate Bush. Have a good night and happy Valentine's Day.